danger. Danger. Get on the flow. Sing it. Been so long. He's been on. So please tell me what it is that you want to see. Danger. <laughs> Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl. Just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna move them on and take control of yourself. Welcome, sisters, to another episode. And if you don't know, we are musical geniuses over here. Lyrical geniuses. And if you haven't followed us in the past with our singing debuts on this podcast, Mm -hmm. you should know that I don't know the lyrics to a lot of songs that I claim I know the lyrics to. And for years, Sirak thought that I was singing the correct lyrics until my sister chimed in. Yeah, and she let me know that Tali makes up lyrics To majority of the songs that she has quote-unquote memorized, a lot of Beyonce songs, which is illegal in a lot of states to incorrectly say a Beyonce song. How dare you? Beyonce is a queen. I do my best. Okay. She's a queen and she has said you cannot say these things wrong. That's fine. That's fine. I just, I'm doing my best. Okay, I'm not good at memorizing. (laughs) You know, it's funny because we do, we, we have like a lot of like musical stuff that happens on this podcast, not just like the intros, but also... Our intro song for the podcast, we literally like we created the lyrics, and then we, we have you it? wrote the lyrics. I mean, yeah, I wrote the lyrics, but I just wanted to give us both credit. Stop! Wow, you wrote the lyrics. I didn't do anything. All right, I'll take full credit. He really sat there like a songwriter and wrote the lyrics. I did super meticulously. He was very into it. He wrote the song lyrics, gave it to our friend. Our yeah. friend. I have a really close friend, David, and his wife, Christine, and now Christine and Tyne are really good friends too. But. They're actually, David is a uh, producer and Christine is a singer. So we asked them, can you can you take these lyrics, make a beat and like make a song for us? And they did. So that's why like the intro song you hear is so professional for that reason. It's so good. Sirak did such a good job with it. Thank you. Well done. I appreciate it. Lyrical geniuses. <laughs> I guess I am. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, what's going on with you, babe? Before we start this podcast, off with our five dangers of PCOS. It sounds so dangerous. It sounds so dangerous. But you know what? We're going to make sure that it is something that you can tackle and approach and not be scared of. But of course, everyone wants to be aware of what might happen if you ignore your PCOS for years and years. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Yeah. Consider it some of the risks that are associated with PCOS if it goes unmanaged. It doesn't mean these things will happen to you. We hope in most cases, none of these will happen to anyone, you know, as long as, you know, you're managing your PCOS and just stay on top of it. Exactly. And, you know, lately, just to give like a life update, as we usually do in the beginning mm-hmm. of our podcast, um, I actually have a appointment with Dr. Phyllis Gersh coming up. It's in a, a gyno appointment. She's oh. going to look at my lab work. Nice. She got a lot of labs done for me. Let me tell you, I got 13 tubes of blood taken from my arm. Wow. Granted, some of those tubes for it was for like a different test that I'm doing as well. But I'm really excited and I'm going to share with you all the results pretty soon. Nice. Awesome. I can't wait. I mean, we just went a couple weeks ago, like a month ago, right? And then she got you. She said to take this lab test and yeah. then now you're going to see the results. So 
everyone follow along. Follow along, sisters. All right, so let's get started with the poll. Every week we do a poll in the Sisterhood private Facebook group and we ask our sisters a question just so we can kind of like see what's going on with everyone's lives and where they're at. So this week we asked, I'm curious to know what point most of you are at in your PCOS journey. And we have some results here. Um, I like this question because then you can kind of like see that you're not alone where you're at. Sometimes we feel like we're always behind. Everything has to be perfect. Every, you know, we have to have our PCOS reversed yesterday. But as it turns out, we are all on the same page here. Mm-hmm. So 13% of sisters say, I was just diagnosed with PCOS recently and I'm new to this. Mm. Welcome, yeah. welcome. Yeah, welcome to everyone who's new to PCOS. Don't feel disheartened. I know it's it can feel overwhelming, but we're all here for you to help you through this. Yes. said, I've made lifestyle changes and some of my PCOS symptoms have improved. Amazing. That's awesome. And 50% said, I've had PCOS for some time, but just started my healing journey. And that's just as amazing as well. For some people, you don't even know that you have PCOS for so long or you do and you don't know where to start. But starting is the key point that basically kickstarts everything else. Yes, exactly. So, sisters, if you are just starting or if you've made a couple of lifestyle changes and you're just seeing a few of your symptoms improving, wherever you're at in your journey, we're here to support you and you should celebrate every small win. Yes, exactly. Speaking of which. Yeah, so if you're feeling a little bit like, oh, the dangers of PCOS, like what what can happen? Well, we we want to give you some motivational victories, sisters who are basically reversing their symptoms, losing weight and showing PCOS who the boss is who the boss is yes sirak take it away now our first uh, motivational monday win is from jenna jenna she says say her last name well i like i don't like oh yeah yeah you don't like privacy reasons but it's a hard one and i just want to hear you say it i know how to say it it's the f you don't you don't say the p we all know fine it's like michelle pfeiffer Hmm? yeah (laughs) that's right huh Hmm? Hmm. (laughs) call me out like that so jenna from the scissorhood says i finally got a period after three very long years wow. started ovacetol supplements lifestyle changes in january this year i'm so happy and she puts a what is this emoji called crying like, smiling yeah like a teary-eyed face and so happy for you jenna i mean I, I i would never know what it feels like to not get your period for so long but i can imagine it's so stressful you're waiting for it to come and as it's, not, as it's not coming, you're getting more and more stressful. So, so happy that this happened for you. I'm so happy for you too. You know what it feels like to not get your period? It's like, you know, when you're gardening and you're watering your garden and then the hose has like a knot and the yeah. water won't come through. Did you, why did you bring this up But right that's now? what it feels no, like. No, no, no. The reason why I asked, because I lost my shit the other day. You did? Yeah. I was like cussing, cussing a storm in the garden because like I was trying to water and like three times the hose got like cut where like water wouldn't come and i got so mad started like yelling like cussing out like what? the entire garden just Did, like to myself were you alone I think your mom might be might have been in the kitchen with the window open so she might have heard some stuff oh my god see that <laughs> well i need a release yeah you need a release someone needs to spray you with a hose that's what you need you. all right next whitney i just said don't say the last name oh i'm so sorry you said privacy <laughs> okay beep it out she says today my doctor told me i lost five pounds since our last visit at the end of march now some may not think that's a big ch- achievement 
but I've been trying to lose weight for PCOS. December 6th of 2019, I was at my heaviest weighing 193 pounds. I I briefly went gluten and dairy free alongside taking some detox supplements for my gut health. And by January, I was down 183 pounds. I was down to 183 pounds. Once I hit 183, I plateaued. I wasn't able to lose any more weight no matter what I tried. Over the past few months, I hadn't actively been working at trying to lose weight due to being uh, bound to a ski a knee scooter. The only thing that has truly changed since my last doctor's visit was the fact that I started taking Ovacetol on April 16th of 2023. Easy. Now I have been following Talion on Instagram for a few years and I was so curious about the supplement uh, but didn't have the courage to take the leap until my doctor recommended that I should take Inositol for my fatty liver and thyroid issues. So there's been no true reason for me to have lost the weight except for Ovacetol. So I'm going to take this time to say thank you to Talin and Sirak for your guidance. Hashtag small victories. Yes, small victory. Or just a victory huge. in general. Like it's a huge victory. Great job when you're so happy. And I mean, hitting that plateau and also like, breaking it and losing five more yeah. pounds. I mean, that's just I know how hard it can be to just like do all these things and then kind of have like a setback, like your knee injury where you can't do it. You Maybe you don't feel like meal prepping because you're not in the mood because your knee hurts or you can't exercise. I mean, that kind of sucks because you've worked so hard to lose 10 pounds. But you know what? Go you and your knee will heal and you'll get back at it with your Ovastol and who knows how much weight you'll lose then. Absolutely. No, before we start the episode, I just want to say one thing. What? I was thinking like I'm wearing a new shirt from Viore Mm. and like I was like 50-50 if I should keep it. It's a cool color. A little tight, but it's cool. But then we had a live earlier, and somebody said, Andrea Nicole Fox, that was her username. She said, wow, Sirak looks like he got more buff. Then I was like, okay, I'm keeping the shirt. Yeah, I think it is the the shirt. How dare you? It's me. Well, it's you, but you wear oversized shirts. I have more muscles now. It's growing. Don't be ridiculous. Yes, you do. But listen, right. you wear like you oversized nineties shirts and people don't see your muscles bulging out of your shirt because you mm. tend to not wear shirts that do that. Yeah. But today you're wearing like... like an athletic shirt and your muscles look muscly and you. you know, your chest looks chesty and all the things. Thank you. I don't like wearing too tight shirts because then it looks like I'm trying to like show off muscles, you know? Like it's not two thousand tens anymore. This one isn't doing that. This yes. is just like a normal fit. It's, not, it's like a hybrid. Anyways, yeah, hybrid. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and d inositol This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. All right. So 
This episode, we're going to talk about the five dangers of PCOS. And I often talk about how we can manage our symptoms and lose weight and get our PCOS under control, but we really have to understand what will happen if we don't take PCOS seriously and really investigate our health. PCOS can run rampant, or sometimes we're just not aware that we even have PCOS and our doctors don't tell us until like 10 years later. And then things start to happen and, you know, it snowballs, it escalates. And I don't want anyone to be scared. Um, I want to feel empowered, but I also want you to know like what could potentially happen if you ignore your PCOS willingly. Yeah. And so I don't want you to suffer later on. Yeah, absolutely. And all of this, like even like our Instagram and everything, like when we talk about certain things to do or to, to avoid like certain foods to avoid all these things like we don't want to sugarcoat things like as PCOS advocates we have to tell you the information that we know and let you know about it too so these are these aren't things to make you feel bad or make you feel scared it's more so information that you should know and you know it's our job to like not always sugarcoat things and tell you straight up like what the data says or what the evidence shows and things like that and piggybacking off of that I just want to say like social media, it's hard because there's so many people out there and sometimes the advice you give doesn't apply to everyone. And of course, because it's just like this public platform, but we really like to keep it real on our platform. We like to talk about the truth and like what's being studied and what's in, you know, what the what PCOS SOS, this amazing book about PCOS is saying um, in terms of the things that you should or shouldn't do. And there's a lot of influencers out there talking about how you can do whatever with PCOS and you're fine, this and that. And I just think it's really irresponsible mm-hmm. when people aren't laying down the facts. I mean, one example is when we talk about alcohol and how it can affect fatty liver and it can um, promote something that we're already susceptible to. And we're going to talk about fatty liver and insulin resistance. But drinking alcohol regularly, a glass every night is not something a woman with PCOS should be doing. And when we say that, we a lot of people agree with us. And some people, there's so much backlash. And we're just like, well, it is what it is. Like we I think ha- the backlash comes from people who just want to drink alcohol, yeah. you know? <laughs> or, you know, or then I see like on other PCOS influencers account, like, it's okay, you can drink like this and that. So it's just, we really keep it down to the bare bones. We keep it real and we stand by what we say and we support you in that journey. We find replacements for you. We want you to feel empowered and that's what we're going to do in this episode as always. Exactly. And with that said, let's start with our first um, danger slash risk of PCOS and that is insulin resistance and diabetes. As we all know, up to 80% of women with PCOS experience insulin resistance. It's a condition where the body's cells do not respond properly to insulin and it leads to high blood sugar levels. And this can increase the risk of developing type 2 diabetes over time if it's not treated. Now, researchers in Australia, they collected data from over 8,000 women and found that those who had PCOS were 4 to 8.8 times more likely to develop type 2 diabetes than women who didn't have PCOS. And according to the Australian study, pregnant women with PCOS are nearly three times as likely as women without it to develop gestational diabetes. Yeah. So, I mean, look at those facts right there. It's definitely something we want to take seriously and make sure that we're taking charge of insulin resistance. And Mm -hmm. 
honestly, the best way to do that is through diet and lifestyle changes Mm -hmm. and supplements because sometimes it's a genetic thing and you just need a little bit more support. Yeah. So how does insulin resistance turn into diabetes? When we eat, the body detects what we're eating. When it breaks down into sugar, our body detects that sugar. And when it's co- when we're constantly eating things that are raising our blood sugar, when we're eating around the clock and not allowing our blood sugar to go back down, this signals the pancreas to constantly release the insulin hormone. Mm-hmm. And so... If we're genetically predisposed to insulin resistance, well, now we're creating the perfect storm to eventually develop diabetes because your body is just going to keep producing more and more insulin and eventually it's going to get tired and your cells are going to get bombarded with insulin and they're going to get tired. So the insulin resistance, the, um, the issue with producing enough insulin, and now we create Diet, a recipe for diabetes and high blood sugar all the time, then you have to take insulin medication. And I saw it with my grandma as well because insulin resistance does run in my family. And so that is how insulin resistance can kind of turn into diabetes over time. Yeah. And the good thing is, though, with insulin resistance, whether it's due to poor sleep or um, different diet and lifestyle options, working out intensely or a genetic predisposition, insulin resistance can be managed and ultimately reversed. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole podcast episode about how to do that as well. And yeah. so many resources on insulin resistance. Absolutely. Just scroll through the feed and you'll find an episode about um, hacks and tips for insulin resistance. So you'll find that in one of our recent episodes. You'll hear us talking about Ovastol a lot. Yeah. All right. So danger number two, risk number two. And this one is definitely a big one for a lot of people with PCOS and that is infertility. Now, don't let this one scare you. Women with PCOS can absolutely can get pregnant. We've seen it happen over and over again in the sisterhood, as well as just overall on our Instagram and everywhere. It is very possible to still get pregnant. Essentially, majority of PCOS women do get pregnant. Mm -hmm. PCOS can cause irregular or absent periods. You know, you heard us talk about that sister who didn't have a period for three years. I mean, this can make it really difficult for a woman to ovulate because that is part of your menstrual cycle. And if it's all messed up and you're not getting your period, it means you're probably not ovulating regularly or releasing those eggs so that they can be fertilized so that you can get pregnant. And that's where PCOS women struggle with fertility. Uh, This is called anovulation. It's really common with PCOS and you can reverse it. You can improve it. So don't worry. It's when your ovaries don't release that egg. And in a normal menstrual cycle, a mature egg, it's released from one of the ovaries during ovulation and it travels into the fallopian tube where it can be fertilized. But in PCOS, because of the hormonal imbalances, the follicles in your ovaries may develop but not reach that maturation um, leading to the absence of ovulation. And the maturation is where the, the egg drops and you ovulate. Without ovulating, there's no egg available for fertilization, and so it's really hard to conceive. And this is also what can make our ovaries have cysts because those eggs kind of get, I mean, essentially those follicles get stuck and they can um, get water and get pus and things like that and turn into cysts. And then we see that string of pearls that a lot of PCOS women struggle with, and I myself have struggled with it. So... Sorry, I feel like I just talked a lot. You did, but you're doing so good. 
You got to continue. You're on fire right now. So, so like, what are the hormonal imbalances? So typically the root of the issue is insulin resistance. Um, this can cause your body to produce a lot of testosterone in your ovaries and having a lot of testosterone in your ovaries signals your body to not ovulate, to skip your period and just produce more testosterone converts to DHT and then your hair falls out and all of these issues happen. So you don't want high testosterone in your ovaries. There's mm -hmm. a delicate balance of hormones and it just interrupts all of that. That's why your period's missing. Yeah. And with all that said, this symptom can be reversed and managed. There are many lifestyle changes that we talk about on here, on the podcast, on Instagram, in the Sisterhood app. And they all can make a huge difference. Yeah. I mean... Um, we even have a sister we're going to talk about in just a second who yeah. posted her fertility. Yeah, but um, just to put it quickly, here are some changes you can make to improve your fertility with PCOS. So one is learning your carb tolerance and switching out foods like gluten and dairy to see how your symptoms improve. Managing stress because high levels of stress equals high levels of cortisol, which then equals high levels of blood sugar, which is then worsening the insulin resistance. Third is implementing a supplement like ovacetol slash inositol to help improve ovarian health, menstrual regularity, and insulin resistance. And lastly, you want to get an ultrasound. You want to find a naturopathic doctor or a functional doctor, maybe even an endocrinologist doctor to support your journey, track your ovulation, start to get a sense of what your body's hormonal rhythms are, and just know that you can do this. Yeah, love that. So much empowerment happening here. So speaking of empowerment, we got a message from a sister recently and we actually get messages all the time and I think this is so inspirational. She says, you guys, I joined the sisterhood not too long ago and started taking Ovacetol about a month or so ago. I don't know if it's everything I've changed and done this last two months or this is all a coincidence, but hubby and I have been trying the, the last two to three years now and today we have a positive test. I am overjoyed, super scared. I have doctor's appointments on the 22nd. So fingers crossed, I have done metformin and letrozole before and none of it worked. Thank you so much for the sisterhood. It's amazing. And she put Aww. four different tests on in the in the picture that she shared. There's like four different tests. And I'm, I'm sure she was just like trying to make sure like, is it is it true? Is, am I really, really pregnant? Like I want to check it 10 times. And all of them show that she is pregnant. That's so, so exciting. Congrats, Rhea. Yeah. So happy for, for you. Oh, I okay. love that. Well, now that we've shown that it is possible to get uh, pregnant with PCOS, let's move on to our next risk. Yes. Uh, danger. I like saying risk more because danger just I know, sounds right? so crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, number three is cardiovascular disease. So PCOS is associated with an increased risk of developing cardiovascular problems such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol levels, and heart disease. Why? Okay, we're coming back to the same thing here. I know we're all bored of it, but insulin resistance. There's a reason why 80% of sisters have insulin resistance because that's usually the one of the main driving factors. Now, uh, in PCOS, the body cells become less sensitive to insulin, leading to higher insulin levels in the bloodstream. This can have detrimental effects on the cardiovascular system, including higher inflammation, impairing blood vessel function, and contributing to the development of atherosclerosis. Oh, Say it again. Atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis. Which is the plaque building up inside the arteries. <laughs> Pieces women can also have abnormal lipid profiles. I've seen this before where um, 
They show having high triglycerides, high bad cholesterol, the LDL cholesterol, I mean, and low LDL cholesterol, which is the good cholesterol. And no, I think it's wait, high levels of triglycerides and the bad cholesterol, oh, I quote unquote, this up. bad cholesterol, which is a low density lipoprotein, a.k.a. LDL cholesterol. Okay, and may have lower levels of good cholesterol, which is HDL. So this can increase the risk of atherosclerosis and plaque buildup as well. So to just because I know we made that super confusing. So you want to have higher levels of the good cholesterol, which is the HDL. And then you want to have lower levels of the quote unquote bad cholesterol, which is LDL. And PCOS women typically have the opposite. We also have high androgens. And that's actually a risk factor for cardiovascular disease because it can lead to insulin resistance, dyslipidemia, which is an imbalance of your cholesterol levels mm -hmm. and high blood pressure. And it can influence the way your fat is distributed and lead to more belly fat, which is associated with cardiovascular disease. Not to mention women with PCOS, we struggle with inflammation. PCOS is an inflammatory condition and that can damage your blood vessel walls, promote the formation of plaque and increase the risk of, say it, Atherosclerosis. Yes. So I've seen this before where sisters have, so I had a patient who had really awful like triglycerides, LDL, HDL, cholesterol. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to focus on the insulin resistance and the stuff that, you know, we can manage because it's common with PCOS to have insulin resistance. And so we did that. We took the ovastol. She did all the things. And then next thing she knew, her triglycerides and cholesterol went down. And so they go hand in hand, okay? So just keep that in mind because a lot of people end up taking metformin. They end up taking um, cholesterol medication. Mm -hmm. They end up taking antidepressants because of the hormonal imbalances and um, spironolactone. And this is like the common concoction that PCOS women end up taking mm -hmm. because all of these issues are being treated individually and no one is saying, hey, they're all related to each other. Let's manage insulin resistance first and see what else changes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's go on to number four. And this is going to be weight gain and obesity. Now, we want to first make it very important to note, I'm sure all of you already know our stance on this, but it is that weight gain does not cause PCOS. PCOS is what causes weight gain. So when you, if, you, if you gain weight, Due to PCOS, it is not your fault. It is a hormonal condition. The hormonal imbalances make it much harder to lose weight and much easier to gain weight. And as we all know, there's a lot of risk factors when you gain weight. One of them is um, obesity. And there are also some other risks that are associated with it. Yeah, I mean, when you start to gain weight because of your hormonal imbalance and that weight kind of goes into the midsection, that's when you're more at risk for these things like having a heart attack or having atherosclerosis or having high LDL cholesterol or high androgen levels. I mean, they all lead to each other. And so I mean, it, it, essentially what we talked about earlier, it increases insulin resistance and diabetes, hormonal yeah. imbalances, cardiovascular disease and infertility. They're all the risks of weight gain. It's like a vicious cycle. Like if you have insulin resistance, it leads to weight gain. If you gain weight, it leads to more insulin resistance. Yeah. How do we cut that cycle and like stop the stop like the cycle of yeah. like, you know, PCOS? And another unknown or another um uncommon. 
Well, or, I, I don't want to say uncommon because it is common. It's not just it, yeah, that's exactly that's right. what I meant. It's uh, not so much talked about, and that is sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. A lot of women with PCOS actually do struggle with sleep apnea, and this is a um, a result of that weight gain. So that's something like you want to basically make sure that you don't develop sleep apnea. One, it's going to affect your sleep. But not just that, when you have sleep apnea, something I learned recently, when you have sleep apnea, it makes your heart work even harder during your sleeping. Essentially, ages your heart faster mm-hmm. and ages your body faster because your body's working so hard for you to get that sleep. So now that's going to further disrupt your hormones, your metabolic function. You're going to wake up feeling like you got no sleep at all and it's going to wreak havoc on your body. Yeah, exactly. You know, so many people have sleep apnea and yeah. like, don't even realize it. I know. My brother has it. I'm trying to tell him, but... Our brother-in-law has it. He just yeah. figured it out and he's been struggling with it for so long. And it's actually so sad to struggle yeah. with something like that for so long and not know for years and years. Yeah. And so here we are, figuring things out one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Never too late. All right. Tip, not tip danger not danger <laughs> risk. risk number five and this might maybe sound the scariest but yes yeah endometrial cancer so women with pcos are at an increased risk of developing endometrial cancer because of having irregular cycles and that unopposed estrogen exposure which means estrogen isn't balanced by progesterone and that can cause excessive thickening of your uterine lining so when you're not ovulating that anovulation there's a lack of progesterone production. And that progesterone is a hormone that helps your body balance the effects of estrogen on your uterine lining. There's like a delicate balance of hormones that needs to happen. And that's really important for your body to be able to ovulate and have your period. And without that progesterone, your endometrium can be exposed to unopposed estrogen, so like high estrogen levels for long periods of time. So that can stimulate the growth of the lining of the endometrium and prolonged exposure can lead to something called hyperplasia, Mm -hmm. which is the thickening of the endometrium. And over time that can progress into cancer. So it's important to take it seriously when you're missing your period, when it's irregular, when it's painful, because it's a reflection of your health and you don't have to suffer of symptoms um, your whole life, you know, and just ignore it and keep taking Advil or whatever it is, you know, there's solutions to that. You can figure it out, get testing done, make sure you don't have insulin resistance because that's like a huge factor. I mean, so many people who take Ovacetol are like, my period came back after three years. And I'm like, gosh, like if someone just told you you had insulin resistance, you could resolve that sooner and not have to suffer. And so, Again, it can be prevented. Checkups, ultrasounds, managing your PCOS through diet and lifestyle changes to prevent that uterine lining and get your body to ovulate, even if you don't want to get pregnant. That's why ovulation is so important. Yes, absolutely. And all this can be prevented with regular health checkups, ultrasounds, and just managing your PCOS through lifestyle changes. And just as a conclusion too, like being informed about the dangers of PCOS is essential, but let's not dwell on the fear. Instead, we want this to like help you focus on taking charge of your health. So like by making positive changes in your lifestyle, being proactive with the checkups, seeking support from professionals, you know, your community, like you got this. There's like just know that it's not like none of these risks are written in stone. It doesn't mean you're going to get these risks. It doesn't mean that these things are going to happen. It's just things to keep in mind so that it encourages you even more to make those lifestyle changes. And like something that time has 
Tyne always says is like, maybe at first for her, it felt like she was doing a lot of work, making these changes, etc. And then it came to a certain point where like, it just became part of her lifestyle, where it didn't feel like it's on purpose. It doesn't feel like you're stopping what you're doing and doing X, Y, Z. It's just like, it's part of your daily habits. Exactly. It's just part of your lifestyle, you yeah. know, preventing PCOS from getting out of hand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I'll be honest with you, like, this is one of my least favorite podcasts to record. It's hard to talk about, you know, it's hard to bring up these five risks. And because at the same time, we don't want to discourage anyone. We don't want to scare anyone. At the same time, it's not like fun to like talk about the the Mm -hmm. risks of cancer, right? Like no No. one wants to hear that and no one wants to talk about it either. In fact, I never really talk about it i'm not gonna make a post about it i'm not gonna yeah. dwell on it it's negative at this it, it, it can be perceived as negative yeah know? and like i feel like women with pcos like we we struggle with enough we're like trying to get it all together you know we don't yeah. need someone like yelling the word cancer at us so yeah. i mean i i this is when we're saying it we're saying it in this podcast episode in with this context, context yeah. but we're not like making posts about it and like fear-mongering you know yeah we, we never really fear-monger we just just but the information as is. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it can be misunderstood, which we understand. That's why some topics are best for podcasts. Exactly. So. So, sisters, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes. Just don't hate the messenger. Don't hate the messenger. You know, what is the term? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't hate the mess. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. I Yeah. I, we don't know how that saying goes. Let us know. But. Hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> yes, exactly. So something to keep it keep in uh, the back of your uh, mind, I guess. I don't know. Yes. I my brain is going. Sirak's brain is fried, and he wants his lunch now. No, I was actually feeling a little down today. Like I was feeling a little sick. I don't know if I'm actually sick or just like starving. The AC like hit me too hard while we were sleeping. I don't know what's going on, but I'm like lightheaded. My throat feels weird. We'll see. I'm gonna make us lunch. It's two <laughs> o'clock. We're past lunchtime. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your week. And if you need us, you know where to find us. You can always ask us your questions on Instagram as well as in the sisterhood. We're there all day. So until next time, take care and we'll see you on Monday. Bye. Word of mouth is our absolute best friend here at PCOS Weight Loss. So if there's someone that you know that you think might enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with them. And if you don't mind, go ahead and rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. It really helps more than you think. Thank you so much for listening and being part of the Sisterhood community. Talk to you next time.